Informant podcast should not be interpreted as legal advice and are intended for general information purposes only. Welcome to the Burn Foreman Take 5 Immigration Podcast Series. The Take 5 Podcast Series is a weekly five-minute high-level overview on what businesses need to know each week as it relates to immigration. My name is Melissa Azalian. I'm a partner in the Labor and Employment Immigration Team at Burn Foreman, and I will be your host for this podcast series. Practicing in the business immigration arena for more than 20 years, I work with clients in multiple industries, including manufacturing, healthcare, food and beverage, and education. So let's get started and talk about immigration this week. Many global companies rely on L visas to transfer managers, executives, and specialized knowledge employees to the U.S. L1 visas are available to a company with a parent, subsidiary, affiliate, or branch office located abroad that wishes to transfer an employee to a corporately related entity in the U.S. There are two types of L visas. The L1A is used for managers and executives, and the L1B is used for those with specialized knowledge. Now, there are different types of L visa processes. Typically, the L visa process is a two-step process. You file the petition with the Department of Homeland Security with uh, a branch called USCIS, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, and then the applicant obtains the L1 visa at the U.S. Embassy or Consulate Abroad. And this is what we call the regular process for L1 petition filings. Some global companies have been able to bypass the regular L petition process by utilizing what we call the blanket L visa procedure. And to do that, the company has to file an initial blanket L petition with USCIS showing how their companies are corporately related and why they meet blanket L requirements. So blanket L status is appropriate for companies who meet these requirements. One, they're engaged in commercial or trade or services. Two, they have an office in the U.S. that's been doing business for at least a year. Three, they have at least three domestic and foreign branches, subsidiaries, or affiliates. And four, they've transferred at least 10 individuals in L status during the prior 12-month period before filing. Or they have subsidiaries or affiliates with combined annual sales of at least $25 million. Or they have a U.S. workforce of at least 1,000 employees. Now, once a company obtains approval of the blanket L petition, the L-1 process for those beneficiaries or their employees is pretty streamlined. The beneficiary applies for the L visa directly at the U.S. Embassy or Consulate without any prior filing or approval with USCIS. They then submit the petition materials directly to the consulate for consideration, and then they participate in a brief interview with the goal of getting L-1 visa approval. So many companies prefer the blanket process. It's less expensive, and it's generally more expedient in terms of adjudication of the L-1 petition. In fact, in the recent immigration climate, approval rates for blanket L petitions have tended to be higher than approval rates for regular petitions filed with USCIS. However, it is important to point out that the Department of State has now changed the standards used to adjudicate blanket L-1 petitions, which could make the process a little more difficult. In October 2019, the Department of State attempted to heighten the adjudication standard for blanket L visas by changing the standard from a preponderance of evidence standard, which we would normally think as more than 50%, to a clear and convincing standard, which is a much higher burden of proof. Now, interestingly, they announced the change and then they removed it one month later. But this year, in March, the Department of State did update the Foreign Affairs Manual, or what we call FAM, and set out a more stringent standard for blanket L visas, which does apply today. 
According to this current guidance, the instructions to the consular officer state, if based on the applicant's documentation, you have a reasonable basis for believing that the applicant has not provided sufficient proof in his application, you may give the applicant the opportunity to respond to questions or issues that may quickly or easily be resolved during the interview. But if the questions or issues cannot be resolved during the interview, you should deny the case. Now, in June 2020, the Department of State clarified that the definition of clear and convincing as a standard had been removed, but they gave instructions to consulate officers to deny blanket applications where the officer has any doubt whether the applicant has fulfilled his burden of proof. This any doubt standard is troubling. It certainly seems to be a very high standard, even higher perhaps than beyond a reasonable doubt. Previously, the standard was that the evidence should be sufficient if it's probably true. But now an officer can reject or deny a petition if he or she has a, a reasonable basis to reject it. So this new standard could lead to wide and perhaps divergent interpretations among consular officers, resulting in inconsistent adjudications. So what is the practical application? What does this really mean for businesses? Well, it's worth pointing out that this new standard only applies to blanket L petitions. USCIS continues to handle regular processing for L1 cases and the preponderance of evidence standard still applies. So that raises the question, does the Department of State even have the authority to creating a de facto new legal standard for blanket petitions through a policy standard stated in the FAM? Remember also that many embassies and consulates are just reopening due to COVID. Many people are still restricted from traveling to the U.S., so we really haven't had a full opportunity to see how this new standard will be applied. So the recommendation is that companies and employees should be well prepared for any blanket L visa interview. And the key takeaways are, one, work with your employees to prepare well for the interview. The interview is critical to avoid a, a visa approval, and it's the only opportunity that the beneficiary has to interact with the government about the petition. An interview prep call would be a great idea. Secondly, for L1A managers, make sure that the beneficiary can fully explain the management function, whether it's a personal manager or a functional manager. Third, for the L1B uh, beneficiaries, they need to be able to demonstrate that they're a member of the professions. In other words, they have a degree and they should be clearly able to articulate their expertise, skills, specific work abroad for the foreign company, and why they're needed in the U.S. and that no one else in the U.S. has the knowledge or expertise to do the job. And four, remember that the interview will be quick and that if questions are not resolved or satisfactorily answered, that may result in a denial. The bottom line is talking through questions and answers with your employees that a consular officer might ask and being well prepared in light of the heightened standard of review is important for blanket L adjudications in today's immigration world. So that wraps up our Take 5 immigration update for this week. I hope this update has been helpful as we strive to cover business immigration issues at the forefront. If you'd like to see any topics addressed or you have questions, please feel free to reach out to me at mazallion at burr.com or to any other Burr Foreman attorney. And to find podcasts, webinars, and legal resources on immigration, including our immigration blog, please visit burr.com. This series is also available on Apple Podcast. Thank you for listening and have a great day.